0: Welcome to the Good Mother, Bad Woman podcast, where we know how to be good mothers, but we might be bad women for different reasons. I'm your host, Stacia Caprice, a happy single mom of three girls, one who has special needs. My blended family girl includes three daughters, three dads, one divorce, nine living grandparents, two girlfriends, and one bonus mama who's married to one of the dads, helping me raise one of my daughter's girl, and maybe like three or four other bonus siblings. The Lord blessing with a part time nanny, and all 20 of us get along just fine. To those of us who are mothers, I think we love our kids just fine, but even though kids are a big part of our lives, they're still only part of it, right? And the part of us that existed before and after kids, that woman inside is demanding to be heard without being labeled depressed, postpartum, or a bad woman just because she did not disappear with her mommy job title, okay? I'm not a doctor, coach, or psychologist. I'm just somebody navigating this life without the owner's manual, just like you. And today, we want to get into our feelings and talk about why do some of us pursue relief in recklessness? So, girl, listen. You know what it's like being a mama, the never ending pressures, servitude, responsibilities, just to wake up and do it all over again. Girl, this life is rough. And I was just sitting here talking to my girlfriend, like, you know what, like as an adult, it doesn't matter who you meet, whether it's casually or you're networking, whether they seem conservative or not, if you start talking about family and work and the pressure of life and you bring up alcohol or whatever legal substances you use to relax, people all of a sudden, girl, let their guard down and be like, yeah, I do that too. And you'd be like, really? <laughs> And, girl, it it got me to thinking, like, damn, like, Why do we, as adults, kind of seek out this relief in recklessness, right? Like, what is it about debauchery that brings about a sense of satisfaction or even a willingness to pursue? And so, you know, um, I think we all have, like, college stories or current stories about getting dressed to go out and party, only to wind up in a public woman's bathroom clutching the toilet while a bunch of drain flies, watches vomit. And then we wake up the next day and like, girl, we had a time last night. It was so much fun. Like, really? It was? it? <laughs> is that how we are defining fun? Um, but like, even if you get to the point where you can enjoy alcohol and control yourself, handle your weed, be a functional alcoholic day drinker or what have you, you still know that what you're putting in your body is not exactly a protein shake, right? Or anything beneficial to your body, but you plan to do it again and you might even look forward to it, right? And I don't know about you, but you know, I definitely have some Crazy college stories that are still funny and I'm glad I survived, but my adult level recklessness just makes a college girl version of me seem like the amateur that she was. Like to this day, the absolute worst day of my life was coming home at midnight after an event on like a Tuesday and my nanny had put all three girls to bed. The news was on and I heard our governor Gretchen Whitmer say the schools were closed effective immediately for three damn weeks. What? (laughs) What? three weeks which turned into two years as you know but it felt like two years when she said it right like girl listen we need to do a whole live chat about the lingering postpartum effects on our mental health after surviving the pandemic like whether your child is a newborn a teenager or a college student who had to move back in which you okay we need to talk about it um but i remember thinking like you know what kind of world is this where we have to raise our own kids and clean our own homes or spend more than four hours with our own family right because all of us, male, female, married or not, were raised and conditioned in capitalistic patriarchy society that says work is life and we only see our family on the weekends. So, girl, I, I know you all have your stories as well. And I just remember... Um you know, seeing cars in my neighborhood lined up around the park uh, to get free food, knowing that all these people probably had jobs yesterday. And then the other line of us, myself included, were lined up around the liquor store across the street because the liquor store employees had become essential workers. Honey, listen, it's like they made the, the gyms shut down because of COVID, but there was no such mandate for the dispensaries or the liquor store. OK. um, Yeah. So like talk about lingering effects. Like uh, I went from, I would say, responsible, functional drinking after 5 p.m. to total day drinking whiskey from like noon to midnight. Or you could even technically say I started drinking at 8 a.m. if you count the Baileys in my coffee. And again, it was so interesting that, you know, <laughs> within my group of friends, we had our alcohol and like uh, recently legalized marijuana and our roster of comfort boys. There was this like interesting dynamic of people being fearful of open air. Physically washing groceries and cereal boxes, immediately removing your outside clothes, but would still agree to, you know, swap fluids with your comfort boy of choice. No mask. And there were those who were weary of the new vaccine, but would totally buy weed brownies from a local stranger, Uh, not a dispensary. So anyway, all of that to say (laughs) that humans are interesting, right? We are definitely more than one thing and the pandemic pandemic is just one example of an extremely stressful situation that would demand the coexistence of recklessness but you know um what about the more daily levels of stress that we experience um or the dual realities that a lot of adults or parents live where we spend our days doing everything right for everyone else being the perfect boss or co-worker, a model Christian, a supportive partner, uh, an engaged and patient mother, you know, there's a part of me that felt like having a drink or an on-demand sexual partner was an opportunity to break from the routine or just separate myself from this world that seemingly would only stay intact if I held it together, right? Intoxication um, was me letting go for a second. Because the reality is, I mean, I like being intoxicated on whatever legal substances I'm taking, but I would rather be reading, writing, and thinking, uh, doing something like that to relax. But, you know, when I'm intoxicated, I can't do any of those things. And so I was talking to my therapist, something that I do, and I'm not sure why I do it, but I know that I use substances to accelerate me kind of getting the break from reality because... Even in that, I only have so much time to kick it or or break from it, right? In front of a really interesting fact, she said, "You know, people have uh, physical needs and emotional needs, right?" She said, "Take your physical need of eating, for example, like." You know what if you didn't have access to food for whatever reason how many hours would it take for you to become cranky and agitated how long would it take before you started stealing food how long would it take before you started looking for food in the garbage can right and she said if you don't have a healthy resource to meet your uh, physical need then you will eventually resort to the garbage can for food and she said emotional needs are the same way if we don't have a healthy resource to fulfill our emotional needs, then you go to the emotional garbage can. And I was like, yes, that's so deep and interesting because um, at the emotional garbage can is where the sex, drugs, and alcohol are the low hanging entertainment fruits, right? That we find there. And obviously this applies to so many different areas um, of our life and it's not specific to our gender, but as moms, We still have emotional needs, but as moms, you know, we still have emotional needs and our emotional needs are not something that we deserve to meet because deserve sounds optional. Right. Like, oh, mommy, you deserve a break or oh, you deserve to do something for yourself every now and then. That makes the shit sound optional. Right. And it's not optional. Like emotional needs, the emotional needs that we have are not our children's jobs to fulfill, but that doesn't mean they go unfulfilled. The fact that we don't get the breaks we need or the opportunity to intentionally do whatever it is that really would make you feel better, you're still doing something by default because that need is still demanding to be met. Like whether it Manifests itself as a short temper and rage, just like, you know, hunger would express itself. um, The need is not going to be ignored. It's just much more likely to be filled in an unhealthy way. And when you feel yourself calming down from that kind of rage and despair, you begin to associate that peace or good feeling with that drug or recklessness that you experienced. And whether or not you accept, uh, these things as part of your personality, these substances have definitely become part of your process, right? So these are your coping mechanisms basically needed to get through your day. And emotional needs, just like physical needs, are personal, right? They benefit us first. Like the benefit of us still being alive and functional for our kids and family is secondary. Um, It's like, you know, every time, girl, you get on a plane and the emergency uh, message is being read over the screen and they say, you know, secure your own mask before helping your child, which always sounded so randomly harsh to me. I wonder if I would actually do it. But the message is true that. In the time of trouble, if I secure myself first, I can save you, baby. But if I secure you first and then I pass out in the process, you, my child, may not be able to reciprocate and help me out, right? So there's a hierarchy of needs within the family. Um, You know, my whole platform is about reiterating the age-old argument, girl, that just because you are a mom, you don't lose your sense of self, right? Like whoever Stacia was before she had kids is still Stacia, even though I have children, right? Because listen, if 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 we were in a romantic relationship, you know, the message is always, girl, you don't get to lose yourself just because you met a man. So when a woman, you know, has been saying so when women have been saying for decades that we don't lose ourselves just because we have a relationship with our kids, people need to listen. (laughs) Um, I remember, you know, being mad at God, like, you know, when I became a mother, I was like, Really, God? I'm like everything about my life changed when I had a kid. My body, my budget, my time. But I'm still this short-tempered, impatient person who just wants to read and think all day. And you cannot do that with three kids running around, okay? It's like, why didn't automatic patience and the love of playdates download with the placenta, okay? Because you have multiple opportunities, God, okay? (laughs) But don't you agree as a mother that Like any and everything you feel, any pain or pressure is kind of lumped into this. Well, that's your job now. That's your life now. You're a mother. sucks to be a mother. Everything is depression and postpartum. You're like, postpartum? The baby is seven years old now. Like, what the... Back. <laughs> like, motherhood is not a sentence any more than it is a complete identity. Um, it's a function of who we are. Like, kids are a big part of our lives, but they are not our entire lives, right? Um, Author and feminist uh, Betty Freeland has her famous book from the 50s called The Feminine Mystique, um, where she's talking about the plight of the suburban housewife who seemingly has everything she needs except joy and ultimate fulfillment somehow. And, uh, and Betty Freeland calls it the problem with no name, right? Because at that time, just 70 short years ago, women didn't have all the language that we have today about mental health and postpartum, adult ADHD back then, and none of those were Whereas everyone from girl doctors to psychologists to uh, women's magazines were definitely saying that the cure to a mother's on unha- that a cure to a mother's unhappiness uh, was a brand new vacuum cleaner, another baby, or she was suffering from a decline in her femininity. Like congratulations for being a good mother, but you're being a bad woman for not enjoying it, right? And does that sound familiar? Um, you know, and if you were to. Uh, Google types of emotional needs you would find like 50 different lists top three top five but as I was kind of reading through and comparing them I do see some similarities and I am choosing to quote from the list of um, the science of psychotherapy Academy who says our four basic emotional needs are these things uh, the need for attachment one number two the need for control and orientation number three uh, the need for pleasure And to avoid pain and number four the need for self-enhancement and they said of these four things um, our needs for attachment and control are definitely developed first and they are our strongest drivers of behavior while self-enhancement or self-esteem are likely to be the last of these needs uh, to develop so when it comes to self-esteem you know I saw on some other lists, uh, the words um, finding meaning or finding purpose to be under that kind of like self-esteem umbrella. And I think it's an important call out in our motherhood journey, because even though we kind of nonchalantly complain or accept the monotony of motherhood, girl, the cooking, cleaning, carpooling, mundane existence is killing our brain cells or numbing us on the inside. And we are fully aware this is happening, right? Like, damn, like we, we are fully aware that even though we absolutely love our kids, we simultaneously realize or sometimes feel like we are wasting our best years doing stuff we don't wanna do just to get through the day. That our creativity and gifts are constantly being set aside while we spend countless hours in, in hostage negotiation sessions for our sanity with a screaming toddler, a smart-ass teenager. And either we learn to create boundaries that allow for healthy fulfillment of our emotional needs, or we reach for recklessness just to break from the whole thing, right? Motherhood, our personal destiny, until the morning comes again. And so anyway, I just want to join the movement where we work on assigning more words and language to how we think and feel um, so that we can begin to pursue healthier resources to get our needs met. Right. Hopefully you guys will join me on this journey and discussion. I have a girl a picture on my desk that says uh my goal is to create a life that i don't need a vacation from and i am almost convinced that this just includes a life with no other people involved (laughs) so so anyway i'm not above you in the healing process girl but i do process my shit so you can follow me on instagram or tiktok at good mother bad woman please subscribe and review to the podcast girl and i look forward to getting into our feelings real quick next week